He is such a good God. I tell you what, the worship in, in this place is so awesome. I look up and I see our drummer, Jay Ray. I just love Jay Ray. I tell you what. Did you see? He's just, I took a picture of it. He's just back in that cage. He's just like got his hands in the air. Man, you, you can't go. You, you can't hire that stuff. That's just heart. That's just awesome. And I am so thankful for our praise and worship team and the leadership that Mallory brings them and all of the, the, whole, the whole dream team is amazing. I am so, so honored, so honored. And you heard me announce not long ago, I'm going to be a grandpa again. So Mallory is with child and the other grandparents are sitting right there. John and Debbie are right there and that's Justin's mom and dad. And so we don't, somebody said, is it going to be a boy or a girl? I said, yes. It's going to be one of those. Going to be one of those. And who, whoever it's going to be, they'll know they're a boy or a girl. Amen. Amen. Well, did you know there was a lady, she was having Thanksgiving at her house. And she's so excited because everybody's coming to her house. I mean, it is the destination place. And so the whole family, she's got a large family, they're coming. So she's going to the store to shop. She's got to get a big turkey. And so she's looking at the turkeys and there's a frozen section there's all kinds there she stops a stock boy and says hey i can't see what i'm i'm looking for do these turkeys are there any bigger ones and the stock boy looks at her and says ma'am no they're all dead <laughs> it was in a dad joke book blame maddie she got it for me <laughs> i had to find something scott's looking back like what <laughs> Hey, we've been talking about Believer's Authority, and let me just tell you what's coming up. I know Justin announced it, but in, uh, in just a, a month, uh, Dr. Jerry Seville will be here. That's on a Wednesday, so um, we'll pack this place out on a Wednesday, bring everybody you know. It's going to be a great service. Audrey Mack is coming in November. If you have not uh, heard Audrey, she is French. Is that right, babe, French? So she has an accent, so she's fun to listen to, so that's cool. I don't have an accent. I just don't say things right all the time. <laughs> That's no place to say amen, okay? <laughs> just so you know. Uh, but anyway, uh, she'll be here, and she is a, a, just a dynamite, power-packed. She's, she's like PK, PK from France. That's what she's like. Uh, so it, that's going to be amazing. But in the midst of all that, we're going to do some things here. And so I'm just giving you a heads up. I'm not. So just rest easy if you're like, he's going to ask us for money. Not today. Not right now. So I'm just, I want to tell you where we're at because I'm, I'm up front. I don't have gimmicks. I don't, I'm not trying to, hey, if you do this, oh, you know, no, 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 no. Um, we've all lived through COVID and uh, we're here and uh, God is good. And uh, how many remember right before all that, we had uh, uh, somebody ran into our uh, heating cooling unit out here from State Street, just, just demolished it, ran in. I think Ron was in the building and he heard this loud bang and I got phone, my phone lit up. People were like, uh, yeah, I want to get to the church. And I mean, totally demolished that. That unit, even though insurance, it took a while for all that to, to happen, um, I think we went through our insurance because I don't think uh, the person had any eventually. But anyway, sixteen grand for that big unit, and I was like, Whoo, "Okay." And then COVID hit, and and the church, you know, it was just like, "Whoo!" We were running, you know, we were having before COVID hit, we were doing two services, and there was times there we were breaking a couple hundred people. And we're believing that's going to happen maybe even before, as this winter comes on, we get another 40 pe people or so that are coming regularly. We're going back to 9 and 1030. And we're going to just, we're going to, we're going to reach a city and anybody that wants to come, we're going to tell them about Jesus. Anyway, saying all that to be said, we still, we have paid most of that completely off. Well, about over half of that off. And, and we have things that we, we do everything that we can here cash and so i haven't said anything about that particular item because we've all lived through a lot and uh, how many understand that so uh, i mean and we're 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 making it god's always blessed us but what we're wanting to do we've done everything like all of the carpet all of the chairs all of the instruments everything you see here we don't owe a thing on we've paid for it all um what we've done here renovation wise we paid for cash we don't we don't owe anything on it. So we're gonna we're gonna we're doing some more stuff. So I want you to be part of it. You don't 
and listen to me real quick, so just be easy. If you're like, I don't want to give, then don't. Okay, I'm not going to force you. I'm not here to manipulate you or make you feel guilty. I'm just telling you what we're in. If you want to be in on it, yay. We're going to, and you've, if you notice, the wall was already painted when you came down the hall. Okay, it's going to, I think it might get another coat or whatever, maybe, but guys are working hard on that. Uh, maybe it doesn't need another coat. I don't know. Rick, does it need another coat? Rick says, okay. If Rick says it's good, I'm good. Rick is the man. So anyway, uh, that's going to be painted. Um, we're going to end up eventually doing this hall to the nursery. We're going to lighten those up. Uh, we are painting the tile and getting a runner that's going down the middle of uh, the floor, which will really look nice. PK's already picked out the, the paint and the runner. And uh, this wall back where the lights are on the other side of the curtain Sounds like Wizard of Oz. Pay no attention to... Anyway, back in the back there, in the back there, that'll be lightened up as well. We're just doing improvements that we can. We like to do some of those before Dr. Jerry comes. Plus, in the, the men's and ladies' restrooms, we would like to have... You know, if you go to a... I don't know, like Walmart or Myers or whatever. If you go in the bathroom or even a restaurant, they have those pull-down change things. Okay. Um, so because our church is growing, we've had some times where maybe the father needs to change the diaper. There's no place for him to go. And because we have security back there, it's not like he can just run back there and go, hey, I'm coming back to change the diaper. No, you are not. Um, because if you're not approved, you need to understand we have to protect everybody. Not that. Does that make sense? I hope you understand. It's not, I'm not saying anybody would hurt anybody. I'm just saying there are rules and things that we have to put in place so that we keep everybody safe. We have security in the building. We have all of that. Matter of fact, after 10 o'clock, I don't even go and use the restroom back here. Because that's all for kids now. I have to go to this one. So I hope that makes sense. But anyway, all that being said and done, those, we, we started pricing those because we'd like to put those in the, on the wall. Especially in the men's restroom. And, and maybe get rid of the one in the lady and put one on the wall just to have more space. And So those are roughly around $150 a piece. So that's about 300 bucks. Everything that we're doing with all of that. So with and I'm not counting the unit out there and I'll, you know I'll I'll let you know that that could be in the future. I'm just saying I want to give you opportunity and that's what the Lord told me. He said just tell them. So I'm just going to tell you. That's all I'm doing. No pressure. But in August we're going to we're going to just take special offerings for those things. So you know when we raised money for the sign, people said, when are we going to get the sign on the building? I said, when we get enough money. How much do we have? Here's how much we have. This is what it costs. We get that. Tom's team will put it up. That's what happened. And now the sign has been up, and it's, been, it's great. And I mean, we did all that. That's just what's going to happen here. We're, you know, It's not going to be real expensive to do some of the things we're talking about. The most expensive thing is that unit. And we've paid, I think we owe, we owe about 7000 on it now. So just so you know. That's it. It's just so you know. No pressure. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Brad, I know what you're saying. Great. I'm so glad. I don't feel pressure. Good. You shouldn't. <laughs> it just gives you opportunity to sow into the kingdom if you believe that. And here's something else. As we're growing, people are asking things like this. They've asked in the past. I'm not saying I've had a flood of it right now, but I'm praying about God. After this authority thing, what are we going to talk about? What do you want me to teach them? And part of the reason, see, people don't, uh, well, I'll tell you this right now, if PK doesn't jump up, you're going to vote here pretty soon, week from Tuesday, vote yes on issue one. Yes. Vote yes. They're hiding it. Vote yes. Don't vote no. Vote yes. She can explain all that. I can explain it too, but she's just better at it. Uh, but anyway, there's so many things they're trying to confuse people on and, and hide. And we are trying to protect babies um, and uh, a lot of different things. So vote yes. <laughs> Anyways, um, good things are happening. We're believing God for good things. We're, we're growing. God is amazing. Let's say hi to our online crowd and let's get going. We're going to talk about the believer's authority again. We only have a few more weeks of this left. And what I was saying is I may teach on how do we handle God's money? What do we do? I mean, instead of throwing stones at people that talk about money, wouldn't it be nice to know what the Bible says to do? 
So that's what I'm asking. I've got that, I've got that on my heart. Lord, you want me to do that? And, he, and another one. So I've been thinking about another one. And so we're going to do something. But it'll be good. And it won't be. And, and any time you're here, and especially if you're a guest here, don't you worry about it. I'm not here to pick your pocket. I'm not here to do that. I'm, I'm here to show you how the kingdom works. That's what I'm here for. Okay? And to help you. So I know my wife is uh, probably the most godly woman I've, I've ever known, and, and her and I walk this thing together, and we've seen God do some phenomenal things. And people say, how did that get I, I can show you how he did it, because I can show you what we do and how he does what he does. So anyway, we have some fruit to prove that. So <laughs> sometimes it's hard to do stuff if you're like, that's great, but I don't understand if I can help you understand that's my job. Put the cookies on the shelf where we can all get it. Anyway, let's talk about believer's authority. We've learned so much. We had a couple key points. Our authority ends at the end of our nose. We have authority over us. We have authority in our households. But we really don't have authority other, of other people's free will. Everybody has one. They can do whatever they want. And they live by those choices, just like you live by yours. We have authority, again, over ourselves. We have authority over sicknesses, over diseases, over demons. I love that part. Sickness, disease, and demons. <laughs> we have authority. When it comes to dealing with other people or the society change and things like that, we can pray and we should pray. We should be praying for strongholds to be broken, scales to fall from their eyes. We should be praying fervently and, and believing God for, for breakthroughs and all of that. But that is not enough, just praying. We need to put some action with our prayer. Faith without works is dead. If you don't do anything but pray, that is good that you're praying, but you need to also put some things with that. People need to know, if, you know what if God wants to use you? Have you ever sat somewhere and said, man, I wish pastor was here. He could pray for that person over there. They'd be healed. Why don't you pray for him? Same God in you that's in me. If you believe that, you, can, you have authority to say, God, do you want me to do that? And if they will believe that you have an anointing to heal because of Jesus that lives in you, come on. Healing takes place. I've seen it happen. A vital ingredient that we need is truth. Turn to your neighbor and say, true dat. The word of truth is a must. It's the truth that sets people free. Telling people the truth. Sometimes we just don't like who's telling us the truth. Remember the show I grew up with, To Tell the Truth. Remember that show, anybody? Or it'll date you. How about Truth or Consequences? Everybody remembers that. You know, just those kind of things. It is the truth. Just finding the truth and then putting that into practice. God will not violate other people's free will. We talked about Jesus in his hometown. I'm just doing some review here. He couldn't do much, not because of his unbelief, but because of their unbelief. Because they were struggling. He wanted to. The Bible says he couldn't. It says he laid a hands on a few sick people and healed them. In other words, I believe the, you know, there's people that are just like, nope, you're Joseph's son. Nope. And even though he wanted to, it didn't happen. He was limited by their unbelief. Your free will is sacred to God. It's up to you to choose. Choose this day who you will serve. As for me and my house, you cannot. You've heard the story of the boy that was standing up, didn't want to sit down, and the teacher, this is third grade. I still remember my teacher in third grade, Vernon Elementary School. Anybody ever go to Vernon besides me? Thank you. That school's not even there anymore. They took it away. It's gone. There's condos there now. But I, Mrs. Merchant was my third grade teacher. She was nice. Well, she was mean. But she was nice because she, she demanded respect. But if you respected her, my, my folks taught me to respect people in authority. I, I told her, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Sure. Sure, I'll do that. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. You know, just being polite goes a long way. But if you were not going to listen, you didn't want to tangle with Mrs. Merchant. 
anyway, here's the, how the story goes. I'm not saying I was, but there was a third grader in class standing up, and, and the teacher says, Tommy, sit down. He just stood there. Stuck his jaw out. I will not sit down. Tommy, sit down. No. Tommy, if you don't sit down, I'm going to send you to the principal's office, and you will get, how many remember you could get whacked in school? Hey, my school, I got two for one. If I got whacked in school, I got whacked when I got home. <laughs> you, can't, you can't do anything now. I mean, in school, they can't look at you cross-eyed. I'm going to call the police on you. Here's the phone. I've had people, and we've done, you know, I've done ministry for over 30 years. I've had youth, I had one kid, six foot four. His dad was six five. Six foot four stood up in front of me and said, was saying all kinds of stuff, just trying to disrupt the service. So anyway, I just said, you better stop. And he said, you can't touch me. Because you touch me, I'm calling the cops. So I just said, how old are you? He said, 18. I said, I can touch you. Anyway, he behaved. Um, anyway, the kid says, I'm not sitting down. So she says, and she calls her the principal. The principal comes down now. Back in my day, that was Mr. Gorslin in Vernon Elementary. See that? This story is true. The names were not changed. <laughs> so Mr. Gorslin came. To, I got in trouble. I feel like squirrel. <laughs> I got in trouble in, in elementary school in fifth grade. Because my sister, where's she at? She might not be in here now. She worked in the cafeteria. And, and I had a connection. So anybody remember, remember Pizza Quickies? Pizza Quickies were just a goofy, goofy hamburger bun with some pizza sauce on it and a piece of yellow cheese. And they just heated that up. And, man, we thought that was like... So I sometimes I got extra ones, you know, because she worked in the cafeteria. Anyway, somebody in there started saying, food fight. And we happened to have on the tray, I don't know why, but there were peas. And I got dared. You don't, you don't, girls don't do this. Girls are smart. You, yeah, my wife says, right. That's why you married me. You keep it up. <laughs> right. She knows. Boys aren't smart. We don't do smart things. Gleese, Gleese, I bet you won't take those peas, put them on your spoon, flick them over there. Tommy, oh, yes, I will. No, you won't. Oh, yes, I will. I double, I double dog dare you. Scoop up my peas. I'm looking over. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Flick them right when Mr. Gorslin walks right in front of me. <laughs> he only has hair on the side, so he was bald right here. Those peas went, Psh! And slid down his face, and everybody goes, uh-oh. <laughs> All he said was, Brett, to the office. I'm like, it's over. Because remember my deal. If I get in trouble at school, I'm getting in trouble when I get home. But he was kind because I was brought up good. And he said, we have never had trouble with you. And I said, sir, you won't have trouble with me again. <laughs> so he let me slide. Did you ever know about that, Dad? Oh, good. <laughs> Mom, if you're watching, I don't know. You just go back to sleep. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the little boy, I'll stay on the story now. The principal came in, and, and he said, son, you sit down. And the boy was like, mm, and he sat down, and this way said, I might be sitting down on the outside, but I'm standing up on the inside. Sometimes that's what we do. We just, it is our, you know, you can't force people to do, and God doesn't want to force you to choose him. Because if you forced that choice, it'll go away. Because you really didn't want to make it anyway. That's like being on a diet and you didn't want to diet. You're going to diet. Oh, I am? Oh, yes, you are. But if you don't see it and you don't want it, you won't stick on it. It's sacred to God. When we stand before God on judgment day, we'll be judged by our own choices. What we did or didn't do. What we should or shouldn't have done. What we repented of, what we didn't repent. I mean, you know, if we repented of it, then it's gone. I get it. 
What did we put under the blood of Jesus? The truth is this. We are the ones responsible for our eternal destiny and our eternal state. You can hear me. You can say, well, I don't like that pastor. He's judging me. I'm not trying to judge you. I, want, I love all of you. I am not perfect. But according to this book, we got to confess and we got to believe and we got to apply some things. God doesn't send anybody to hell. It wasn't made for you. Did you know that? He did not make hell for you. It was made for the devil and his crew. Matthew 25, 41, he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. So we send ourselves to hell by not choosing God. And there's only two choices, heaven or hell. If you don't choose heaven, you get the other. And to choose heaven, you've got to make that known. You got, it has to involve your free will. It doesn't happen because my dad got saved. It doesn't happen. He's saved, so I'm saved. No. It's, people think that. They like, I grew up in a house that loved the Cleveland Browns. So it was natural when I understood football, my team was the Cleveland Browns. It's not anymore, but it was. I still like the Browns. They're just not my favorite team. But you understand, it just because that's what he liked, that's what I liked. God will not force you to choose him. Let's look and see how Jesus did this with his God-given authority. Mark 11, 12, and 14. The next day they'd come from Bethany. He was hungry. After seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. This is real important. The Bible says, and his disciples heard it. Now, we need to understand he was hungry. And in Israel, fig trees produce figs at the same time or before it produces leaves. So if it had leaves, it should have figs. So it wasn't time for figs, but it shouldn't have had leaves. So that's why Jesus thought, if it has leaves, it has figs. you got to understand, this is God in form, flesh now, okay? There are no figs. He cursed a tree. People ask stuff like, why would he do that? Let me just explain who he is. He's the creator. Isn't he God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost? Aren't they the three in one? He is a creator. Nothing that was made without him. All things were made by him. He made the rules on how things should work, how things should flow. And since he made it and the tree went a different route and wasn't functioning in that way, it was made. As creator, he had every right to curse a tree. The, the tree itself was in disobedience. It's going against what God created it to be. What would it be like to be God? When he creates people and we rebel the way we have. We just go away from the book. Whatever he says, we don't want any part of it. I had a, heard a comedian say, you want to know what it feels like to be God? If you have a teenager, you'll know. Something you created runs the opposite direction. <laughs> Not every teen, obviously, but. The world says different. The world says now you can pick what you want to be. They're trying to teach that in schools. A man or a woman. You can be either. Whatever you want. You can change if you don't like what you are. I'll take the letter D for that's demonic, Jack. That's just wrong. You would think, you know, wouldn't it be so right for God to just go, okay, it's so good that we're not God. Because we would be in a world of trouble. Because we judge everybody by what they do, and we judge ourselves by our intent. But we'd be frying everybody. You'd think God would just, please don't do that. Judgment is coming, but we have a chance to apply his mercy and grace. Decide to do it God's way while there's still time. You know, I didn't, I didn't grow up. My, my dad worked hard. He worked for the Erie, and, and my mom worked. Remember Murphy's downtown? 
I can still, can you remember the subs they had? I know, I'm just going down nostalgia road here, but I mean, you could smell the onions and they were just, she would bring them, that's where I got my first, this is, of all the things I remember, those subs and chocolate covered peanuts. In heaven, I will be eating chocolate covered peanuts. (laughs) Love those. Anyways, I went to school, again, Vernon, my mom was creative in my lunches. I got in fights because of my mom's lunches. I would sit by Bobby Fields. If Bobby, if you're watching and you're still alive, I, I would like, oh, man. Bobby always had hostess whatevers. I mean, whether it was fruit pies, King Dongs, Ho-Hos, cupcakes, Twinkies, every day. My mom packed me stuff like saltine crackers with mustard on them. (laughs) What kid eats saltine crackers with mustard? Don't know any. Nope. And we went to school before you had the thermoses. We didn't have those thermoses. She packed me once. On crackers, Bronswagger. That's like poop. And you put it in a brown bag, it's got grease spots on it, and it smells bad. You pull it out of your pack with saran wrap, and everybody's like, what is that? You're not going to make it home. She packed me a sandwich one time. Cow's tongue. I bit into that sandwich. It came out of the bread because it was tough as shoe leather and it had bumps all across it. And Bobby goes, What is that? And I said, I don't know. And all of the guys at the table, we stared. We, some of them were brave enough to touch it. I can't eat it. The only thing now, I will say this, she'd made a mean oatmeal raisin cookie, and I sold them every day (laughs) because I didn't get much else to eat. I wanted to go to the candy store and get some food. (laughs) One of those guys said, could you tell your mom to put chocolate chips instead of raisins in these sometime? So I asked that to mom. She said, no, chips are more expensive. Anyway, my point was this. Have you ever felt like you didn't have something and then you got it? And maybe you couldn't eat it all, but you just couldn't bear. Now, this is the mindset I had to break. Kim helped me break that. She really did. Have you ever lived with someone that is a thin eater or they don't, they just eat till they're full and that's it. But when you've grown up where you felt like, I need to get that, you will eat what you have. And then like, are you going to eat the rest of that? And if you have to give away, even if you're full, something that you love, you almost want to, now you're going to, don't send me no hate mail. You almost want to chop it up or something. If you got to throw it away, it it can't look presentable. Does anybody else? Never mind. You don't know what I'm talking about. But as a kid, I'm like, oh, if I can't eat it, because some of it I didn't think I could save till I got home. So sometimes I would eat it anyway and eat more than I should. Or I'd squish it, and then I'd throw it away. And I had to get past that because that's not healthy. We serve a God that supplies more than enough. And our mindset has been trained by the world. Jesus didn't go up to the tree and break its branches. He didn't chop it down. He didn't take anything to hurt it. He just spoke to it. Let no one eat fruit from you ever again, and his disciples heard it. Notice the disciples heard it. So he continues his day. He goes into town. He kicks out the money changers, turns over tables. You know, a normal day. Comes back by the fig tree the next day, Mark 11, 20 and 21. Now in the morning they passed by. They saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Peter remembering, now remember he heard it, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So now it's been a day later. The tree was dried up from the roots. And that needs to be significant. 
That means the moment Jesus spoke to that tree, the tree died. Now listen to what I'm saying to you. Now I know I've told you some of my life story, but I did it on purpose. I want you to hear me. The moment he spoke, the moment he spoke, he had authority and he spoke, the tree roots died. It took 24 hours for that to show itself on the surface. It happened instantly, but the tree still looked fine when they left, although the roots were dead. It took 24 hours for that to bring to the surface. That's huge. You need to hear what I'm saying. So you need to talk to sickness in your body. If your body has sickness, you need to speak to it. Speak to poverty in your life. When you speak and believe, no doubting the very moment you prayed, it's done in Jesus' name. Somebody help me today. When we speak it, when we believe what the word says and we do not doubt, you've received. When you pray, you know it's going to show up. Because you believed and you prayed. Mark eleven twenty four. 24, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Have you ever seen a flower? Let's say a rose. You cut off the rose from the bush. As soon as you cut it, it really is dead. It doesn't draw anything now from the bush because it is separated from its feeding system. So it's just a matter of times till the petal falls off. So you have to keep it under a glass in the west wing where nobody... Oh, that's another story. It's forbidden! Sorry. Squirrel! <clears throat> that doesn't apply to anything, but I'm just trying to keep you awake. My point is, the moment that you say the words, life or death happens. Proverbs 18, 21... 21 says, death and life are in the power of your tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. You have to believe when you pray before you see it, whether you feel it. It's not about your feelings. It's about your belief and the authority that it carries. Now, I'm speaking to myself. you got to speak to your bank book. Kim and I have looked at our checkbook before. Sometimes it doesn't look so good. But we're not going by what we see. Whether the bank verifies it, whether you have any physical proof, you have to believe in the unseen realm, the spirit realm that you have it. She had just asked me, she had just said, we need to get those pull-down things, the diaper things. And I said some other things to her. And, and as I got up here, I thought, Lord, and he, he gave me an eye. He said, you need to share that. So that's why I shared everything I shared. You know why? I'm not going to worry about it because as far as I'm concerned, everything I just mentioned to you this morning is paid for. It's just a matter of time. It is a done deal. So what has already taken place in the spiritual manifest and will show up in the physical that's how that works that's why the tree died instantly but it didn't show up until a day later now just the other day i took weed killer and i sprayed weeds on part of my drive all it looked like is it looked like i just wet the grass but the next day say the next day the next day you could see where i sprayed that because all of that started to die it started to die as soon as the weed killer hit it. But it didn't show up till the day later. 1121 of Mark, Peter remembering said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed withered away. You see, when we just read the Bible, we kind of lose inflection by their voice. Have you, do you guys all text? Everybody texts. And my wife gets after me because I don't use a lot of Emojis, emojis, emojis. I, I, I'm getting better, but she'll be like, did you answer? Yeah, what'd you say? I said, okay, got it. That's it? What else do you want me to say? You should have put like a thumbs up, a heart, a this or a that. So I'm trying to do better. Because it's hard to tell on a text. You could just say, you know, you could just say, yeah. And they're like, okay, what's that mean? Yeah, do you mean you agree, or it means like you're just going, yeah, whatever? What do you mean? I think we lose sometimes the influx of what this is saying. I think we need, like, Peter's like, Rabbi, I think we need, 
you know, we read, Master, your Bible might say that if it doesn't say Rabbi. The tree you cursed has withered away. That sounds kind of ho-hum if we just read it. Master, the tree you withered is going to you know, the tree you cursed has withered away. I think it was more like, dude, you are awesome. I mean, look at that tree. Deuces. Do you imagine what I'm saying? Man, this is great. The tree that you told off yesterday. Kick the bucket. You are rocking, man. I think, and the Bible says the disciples were shocked, amazed, surprised, astonished that Jesus had the authority and he was proving it and they saw fruit. So 22 and 24 of that, Mark 11, he said to them, have faith in God for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain be removed cast into the sea does not doubt in his heart believes those things which he says will be done he'll have whatever he says therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe you receive and you'll have them so let's do jesus voice this ought to be good it probably wasn't just because sometimes on tv they depict jesus as like a sissy i mean peter come here I think Jesus would be more probably, if you are depicting Jesus, I mean, 2,000 years ago, he's a carpenter. He didn't have the tools we have now, so he's lifting up big things. Doing th- He's probably buff. See, you got one person agreeing with me. So you're going to make Jesus be, let Jesus be Arnold, disciples. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Jesus' voice. What, what if, I bet you it was more like, what I tell you, boys? Didn't I tell you? This is just the beginning. Word to the Father. There's a reason sometimes they call them the disciples. What? Jesus is trying to say, what you guys expect? I told you. He shows them the kingdom and its laws. He shows them how to use their authority. He shows them. He demonstrates it. He does it through actions, through words. He says, whoever says to this mountain, he'll have whatever he says. He starts it out by telling them it's the truth. Your Bible might say verily, verily, or for assuredly, whatever that's saying the same thing. Whoever means anybody. It means anybody that believes what God is saying here. You are a whoever. It's not just for preachers. It's for everybody. It's not just the super saint. Not just the the person that, you know, well, they never met. Okay, that's great. They never missed. This is a whoever. Are you a whoever? Do you believe the word? He's telling them how he just did what he did. How it happened. (laughs) Thank you, Siri. (laughs) Yes, what's your question? In fifth grade, no, never mind. Whoever will say, this is what he's saying. If you believe it, whoever will say, speak to the mountain. Not to God about the mountain, but to the mountain about God. And spoke the results he wanted. Why don't you speak the results you want? What you're believing for? Why leave that up to the enemy to fill in the blanks? Tell him. That's one thing I love about my wife, man. When she's, she's on something, it's like white on rice. Like ugly on an ape. You know what I'm saying? If she's mad at the devil, he ain't getting away. She's going to tell him, and she's going to tell him off. And she's going to point that beautiful little finger. And sometimes i got to tell myself, she's not mad at you. Because she's telling me what she's telling him, but it's pointing at me. I'm like, can you move that away? Because that thing is loaded. So what is the issue? What is standing in front of you? That's the mountain. What are you faced with? We all have different things. What is the mountain? What is stopping you? Well, I would do that, Brett, but I just have this and this and this. Yeah, I get it. What is that? 
Are you tired of looking at that? Is it time to get that out of your way? What problem? Talk to it. Tell sickness, tell fear, tell depression, tell anxiety, tell poverty, tell the devil, you can't do this to me anymore. Tell him there's a new sheriff in town, you got the badge now, and you are taking authority. You need to start taking and talking and doing what God is telling you to do. He gave you that authority. But you got to use what he gave you. 4, 7 of James says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. You must submit to God. If the devil's not leaving, check your submission level. You must resist. You know what resist means? That means you are fighting it off. He's trying, but you ain't letting him. If you say this, oh, please, Get the devil off my case. He's working overtime on me. He'll continue to do that. You know why he is? Because you're letting him. By your own will. When you've had enough, you'll do it. Have you ever had enough? There's times, again, growing up, my, my mom and dad, my, my mom... I told you, she'd buy me those little paddle things with the rubber ball. I got you a toy, got you a prize. <laughs> You're sneaky. As soon as that little rubber ball broke, that paddle disappeared. I found it again, coming down the Tennessee Strip on my behind. <laughs> but I'd say stuff. And she, my sister and I, we'd go back and forth. She wanted to watch American Bandstand, and I wanted to watch something else, and we'd fight over the channel and click, 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 click till we broke the knob, got in trouble for that. You didn't hear that, Dad. <laughs> All of those things happening. My mom would say stuff like, Brett Allen? That's my middle name, by the way. You better stop it. She would say either two things. Well, three. I'll tell your father... Wait till your father gets home, or I've just about had enough. My father always came home. So if she told my father, as soon as he hit the door, David, your son, we, 15 steps up to my bedroom, because that's where I got sent, I could hear, I'd be counting them. Help me, Jesus. But, I, you know, I get what I deserve. Or she'd say, I've just about had enough. I'm like, heaven help us when she's had enough. Listen to me. You deserve what you tolerate. If you're going to put up with it, don't complain. Take charge of it. When we try to get God to do what we're supposed to do, it discredits God. Because he's told you to do something. And evidently you don't believe him. I didn't look at it that way. I was writing this. I was like, I never saw it that way. But if I won't do what God's saying, then I don't believe him. I mean, if I believed him, I would do it. I have to speak to it. I have to use my God-given authority. And when I do, it flees. Well, there's a lot of people, a lot of believers, they don't believe it. Let alone try it. We beg God for answers. Solution, healing. He's already provided for healing. We were taught this. We just thought God says no sometimes, maybe. We heard a lot of no's. But if God already provided for it, why don't we just tap into it? Speak to it. Believe we receive when we pray. Oh, God, please. Guess what you'll get when we do it that way? Nada, zip, zero, nothing. Zippo. And honestly, you can die from praying like that. The law is simple. Speak to the mountain. Take your authority. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Jesus didn't say, Father, I need you to kill this tree. He spoke directly to the tree himself. He didn't have God do what he was supposed to do. 
And that's how we're supposed to respond and act. Speak direct, directly to the problem. I do have authority, and so do you. If you're not seeing the results, then we need to ask God. Now, I get it. There could be timing. There could be that you're in that process of the day where it to manifest or whatever. But some of us, we're just we're believing things and we're doing it wrong. And we're wondering why it doesn't show up. It's not that it won't show up. It's just we're doing it wrong. We believe wrong doctrine. There's people that still believe, well, God gave me this sickness. No, he didn't. He's teaching you a lesson. No, he's not. It's not his will. His will is that everyone would be well and that none would perish. If you think it's true and that God's responsible for what is happening, in the, say, in your physical body, why would you want prayer to get better? Because then you'd be going against his will. Think about it. How about this one? Well, this is happening to me so he can get the glory. <clears throat> wouldn't it be cool? that? So however that happened, however that got on you, wouldn't it be better? That's not on me anymore. It's just healed. So when, if I can convince you to be in agreement with the word of God, then healing flows. I can use my authority and I can pray for you. And if you believe that I have authority and you have authority and you want to yield not to me, but to, the, to what the Bible says and what God says, healing will flow. I can speak to pain, whatever you're dealing with, and speak to it directly, and it will leave. It will leave. Sometimes people will say, well, I still have a pain or I, I have a stinging or I have a burning here. How come that didn't go? Well, you didn't tell me about that. You told me about this. Let's pray for that, and then that would leave. Do you have to be that specific? That's what's in front of you. It's great to see people get free. I gave this story, and I'm, I'm just about finished here. <clears throat> just a, a month ago or so, or a month and a half, I had a, a lady, I don't know if she's here today, came up and said, I can't lift my arm up. And I said, okay. Do you think God wants you to lift your arm up? She said, I don't know. I said, I'll be back. Went down, prayed for some more people, came back. And I said, you want me to pray for you now? Do you believe God wants you to lift your arm up? She said, I can't. I said, do you want to? Well, yeah, I do. Do you think God wants you to? I don't know. I'll be back. I did that about three times. And then she came and she was a little frustrated. And she said something uh, and I'll probably have the verbiage a little bit wrong, but something like, okay, yeah, I, I, I believe he wants me to, to he, he wants to touch my arm, and I, I want you to pray for me, and I, I want you to. Think about this, free will. What she's saying. I said, okay, well, what can't you do? And this is how it happened. This was so funny. She goes, well, I can't lift my arm up. I mean, I've been telling you, I can't put it up at... And her mouth goes open, and I was like, you happy? And she goes, that's awesome. I'm like, thank God for it. And I, I never even touched her. It's just a matter of saying, you know what? I believe in what the word says. You see, I have authority. Issues leave. I've prayed for people. I've prayed for people that have had some demonic things, and I get it. They said, well, when you pray, will, will this leave? Yes. But I'm going to leave too. I got, I got other things I got to do. So you need to understand they'll come back. I'm not saying that to scare you. You have to take authority. They don't have to come back in. You can, you can keep them out. But you have to enforce the healing that you received. How many have ever, you, you got healed in service and by the time you got home you felt like it again? Or financials uh, and church man yes oh praise god and, and you, you believed and you sowed money and believe in god and the time you get home you're being beat up by the devil you needed we needed that money we don't you know and the enemy just beats you up you have to enforce your belief the enemy is a liar and he'll try to get you to accept his false diagnosis 
talk to the enemy the way PK does or the way I would. He's slime. You don't have to owe him any respect. Use your authority. It'll leave. Don't be general. Just tell him, you will not. This will not happen. I am putting my foot down right now. Be like my mom. I have had enough. I'm done. By his stripes, I was healed. Okay, I get that. That's great to say. Now tell what's ailing you by his stripes. Are you, are you catching what I'm trying to tell you? Just saying it generally. But, I mean, there's things. I, I mean, I spoke to this thing on my arm, and less than a month ago, you know, I don't, I don't see the gentleman here, but he looked at my arm, and I let the enemy in in my mind. Have you ever done that? He said, oh, I got, I've got skin cancer, and it's these, this, and this, and this. And he was showing me on his arm, and I'm like, wow, that looks like what I got on my arm. And I pulled my sleeve up, and he goes, yep, that's what that is. And as soon as he said that, I'm like, why did I do that? And I'm just telling you, I'm the preacher, and sometimes I'm like a disciple. <laughs> so I had to battle that. And so then I go to PK, and I said, hey, we need to, we need to pray for this. You know, and she's, she'll agree with me. Yeah, we'll pray for it, but you know what she's going to say? You need to speak to it. So I started speaking to it, and I started believing it to be gone. And then just one day, I went like this, and I rubbed it off like a, like a, a dried mud or something. just kind of came off, and it was, it was just gone. The power of God. Be specific. Command what's going on to line up with the word. You're having issues? Command it to line up with the word. What's the word say? Well, pastor, I'm afraid. Then what scripture are you going to stand on? What are you standing? See, most believers, they don't even know what they're standing on. They're too general. You need to get in the devil's face. Get in his space. Get right there and say, buddy, let me tell you, it is written. You will not attack my body in Jesus' name. Every cell in my body defies sickness in Jesus' name. It touches my body. It dies instantly. If you're tired, Father God, thank you for the energy I have. Thank you from my top of my head to the soles of my feet. I got more energy now than when I was 20. Oh, God, you're so good. Let the devil be sorry he ever messed with you. Quit asking God to do what he told you to do. He gave you power against demonic stuff, sickness, disease, poverty. But it's up to you to take your authority and do it. It's up to you. I can't do it for you. I can do some things temporary. I'm telling you. You mark my words. We are going to see miracles in this building. We're going to see things happen in this room, and we will see them together. We will see. If you've never seen somebody's blind eyes open or ears open that were deaf, you got a treat coming. I've seen it happen. I've seen goiters go away or lumps go away. I've seen rashes disappear. I've seen bones snap into place. I've seen people that had the enemy, had them all twisted in knots. I've seen him leave and run in fear. And I'll tell you why. Because nothing, nothing is greater than the word of God. Nothing is greater than God and Jesus and the blood. The enemy hates the blood. Bow your head, close your eyes.